Hey everyone, it's Laura from the GCE. In today's episode, I got to talk with Sankar Thiago Masujam. He is the founder and CEO of Odyssey. They make these incredible uh, headphones called the Mobius, and they are perfect for gamers, but they're perfect for just really any purpose you'd have headphones to your ears. So um, I've so far used it for blasting music, uh, listening to movies and various entertainment, and um, everything I've done with them so far, I've just been blown away. Uh, with that said, I don't know much about headphones, and I realized that early on. And I had so many questions for Sankar, and I got to rip a page out of my one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Ologies with Ali Ward, um, where she likes to say, ask smart people dumb questions. And that's kind of what I did here because going into a store, I mean, can't now, but um, when you look at the specs for uh, hardware such as a headphone set, you don't always know what you're looking at and if it's actually good quality. And uh, he was fantastic with his, uh, his knowledge about how to find what works for you. And I think the Mobius are probably the thing you're looking for. Uh, these things are seriously badass. Um, he is uh, really wonderful in this interview, and I just want to thank Sankar and Odyssey again for their time. You can find Odyssey online at audeze.com and all across social media. I'll have the links for the social media in the show notes. Uh, I hope you kick back and... Find yourself a good pair of headphones, maybe these, and enjoy. Hey, it's Laura. Hey, Laura. How are you doing? Good, good. All right. So I'm I'm actually using the headphones right now, so hopefully... um, I haven't used them on a call yet, so this is actually very exciting for me. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I got these on Sunday, so I played around a little bit with them. And, you know, I took them out of the box, and the first thing I did was put a playlist on, and I didn't take these off for, like, three hours. I was totally jamming away, had a great afternoon. Um, so I didn't know I needed high-quality headphones until I put these on my head. Oh, okay, Yeah. I mean, so this is the Mobius that you got, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so do you use an Android or an iPhone? I use an iPhone. Okay. So then it, uh, it's not a problem. It should actually have 3D and everything working from the get-go. On it. Yeah. I got you... the, uh, the 3D to working, which is really cool. Yeah. So, so initially, you know, but if you actually connect it over USB to, like, your laptop, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually get multi-channel audio. So if you, for example, let's say, I'm, I don't know uh, if you have a, a Mac or even a Windows Surface tablet, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Windows, especially, it's really interesting because Windows, everything, if you have the Netflix app on your Windows, uh, mm-hmm. not the Netflix browser, but the Netflix app, everything works in 5.1 automatically. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so you can get every movie from Netflix on 5.1. Oh, shoot. That is really – I'll have to do that. I don't think I – I haven't um, 
I haven't watched like Netflix on them yet, but I have like plugged it into my Nintendo Switch and I was playing like Animal Crossing and I was like, oh, this is really nice. So it was just very, yeah. like, it's a very relaxing game. And I was like, I was totally mellowed out. Yeah, so so the problem with the Nintendo Switch or even your iPhone is you can maximum get two channel output. Mhm. Okay. So because Bluetooth is only two channel on iPhones. Yeah. Okay. So but the headphones actually can do up to eight channels. Oh wow. So you can actually, if you you know, I when we were developing this headphone, we I actually watched the entire Game of Thrones on this. So the Game of Thrones soundtrack is completely burnt into my brain. Oh wow! Okay, I'm. That might be the next thing I do to really like yeah. give these a world. So um, to to restart, we are talking about the Audis Mobius headphones, which are specifically mm-hmm. I would I won't say specifically for gaming, but they are tailored for gaming. Um, how long have you been? Uh, you know, when was the Mobius developed? So Mobius, we developed it in 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. Primary reason for us to develop this was mostly for uh, uh, studio use. So what okay. happened was um, in uh, my previous life, before I started Audition, I used to do a lot of video card design and uh, camera stuff. And mm-hmm. one of my customers was a big studio in LA. They used to make, uh, they, they make a lot of movies. Uh, I designed an archival system for them because they had something go up and, you know, they had a big archive go up in flames. So we did oh, the archive. This was 2008 or nine when I worked on this. So I have, you know, I come from the movie post-production world um, because I did a lot of work in that area. So uh, in 2015, end of 2015, one of my old friends called me and said, Shankar, we need to have a headphone that uh, we, we want to do 5.1 and 7.1 work. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was uh, in the initial days when we designed these archival systems and stuff, they used to have to deliver two or three movies a day to, let's say, somebody from, you know, some television station will come in and say, we need the 5.1 version of uh, uh, Lady in the Water in French subtitles or Spanish subtitles with uh, closed captions. But then mm-hmm. what happened is, is over the last, uh, uh, you know, because of Netflix, Hulu, and uh, Disney Plus and everybody, now the amount of movies, that uh, amount of versioning that you have to do for these movies has completely exploded. So, mm. uh, so, so basically, um, it's so much that it's very hard for them to check QC, modify, and send it out. Because to do 5.1 work, you need a room with 5.1 speakers. And if you have, when you had one or two deliveries a day, it was very easy. You could assign a room. But now you have 250 deliveries to do a day. So Mm. it's important to go in and check every single thing with a room because how many rooms can you build in this lot? Right? Yeah. So what happened was they wanted a solution where they could reliably do on a headphone. But the problem was there's no good headphone uh, in this market and all the headphones that you have are really, um, um, no, they don't do a good job of 5.1. So we started developing this headphone primarily for that. But as soon as we started developing it, we immediately knew that this was much, much more 
um, bigger because you could use it for gaming. And uh, mm-hmm. the uh, but but the thing is the market for these kind of uh, the the market for them there's only 3D content in two places right now. Um, you have movies and games. Yeah. There's a little bit of music that Sony is planning to launch some music. Dolby Atmos is coming up, but there is not much music that uses uh, multi-channel or Avisonics or anything like that. So. Uh, we decided on gaming, actually, everything is in 3D, right? So we decided, to, make the, so we decided to put gaming as the first priority, primarily because they have these unique requirements, like it has to have comfort, it has to have a good microphone, it has mm-hmm. to have, um, you know, these kind of requirements are there. For post-production, the, the requirements for gaming is a super set of requirements for uh, post-production, right? If I, you know, so we put in a gamer first focus on it, but we also knew that people in post-production studios and picks like these guys will start using it. So uh, because gamers also want to know that the headphone was designed with all their criteria included, but for post-production. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a gaming headphone as long as it can do a job for them. Yeah, that makes right. sense. And especially with like the music and games becoming more cinematic over the years too. You know, you go yep. from eight bit to full full blown orchestras now um, scoring games. It really makes yep. a difference. Correct. And our one of our first customers for this uh, first, actually, we call him Patient Zero. Taking is <laughs> like uh, is Tyler Bates. So Tyler Bates, uh, in fact, he was the first person outside Odyssey to actually see a Mobius. Um, he, in, in you know, in my mind, he is the perfect customer for a headphone like this, right? Um, mm-hmm. He is a composer for John Wick, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he's a mainstream Hollywood composer, right? Yeah. And, and then he also is the lead guitarist for Marilyn Manson. Okay. So he knows all aspects of the music industry. And and also he composes for games. He, he was a composer for Gears of the War. So he's one guy mm-hmm. who does it. Okay, so he does movie scores, like really big movies, and I, John Wick is one of my favorite soundtracks recently. He <laughs> also does um, games. So, um, so, so we also think in, you know, with the younger crowd, watching movies, and uh, it's not just listening to, it's not like the old-fashioned where I put my vinyl and put two stereo, two, you know, two-channel stereo and sit back on my couch. Nobody has that space. People listen on headphones. And the scores are becoming more cinematic. And look at the music for Game of Thrones, right? I'm pretty, you know, it was doing concerts for the for the score. Yeah. So I yeah. think this would be, a, you know, for us, this is an entertainment. It's all these things are entertainment. And look at Fortnite. They have concerts inside Fortnite now. Yeah. I mean, I also know, like, I'm a big, uh, like, Legend of Zelda fan, so... You know, even that soundtrack, like uh, Koji Kondo, he's mm-hmm. a master at, at it. So it's just, it adds, you know, for me, it's like being able to take the game with you 
even if you don't get to play it at that time. And, and the other thing that's also happening that we noticed, uh, you know, because we are an outsider to the gaming industry also, right? We, we are mm-hmm. a headphone uh, audio technology company. We manufacture in LA. There's not many companies that do these kind of things. So, but we also noticed that people listen, people play, you know, it used to be either a console world or a PC world. Now you play half a game here, half a game there, or take it on your mobile or Nintendo Switch, you know. So it has to sound good on everything, and it's not something that will only work with an Xbox or only work with a PlayStation. So that, so that's why we put Bluetooth in it. We put USB-C in it, all sorts of things. So it will just basically work with almost anything that you want to. Yeah, I've, and I've definitely, uh, like, I've used it on my phone. I used it on my on my iPad, so it's, and I used it on my Switch so far. So it was, it was easy to just clip it in or hook it up to Bluetooth. Like, it wasn't, there was no, there was no, like, learning curve to it to just get the basics started. And then, you know, flipping through the, the, uh, the manual, which is very entertaining in itself. Like, whoever wrote the manual is, is great. That was entertaining. And, um... We are small was, enough that we can get away with it because most of our products are either, you know, even from the beginning, right, all our products are either named after science fiction or, you know, mathematical things like Mobius, for example. Um, so it, we always, you know, all of us here at Odyssey are geeks, kind of, more or less. The company name itself comes, Odyssey, comes from 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, and... Uh, you know, most of our products are named after science fiction. Um, we had an amplifier called Deckard. We used to have a smaller Apple product called the Cipher. Um, yeah, it's all, you know, and Mobius itself is from Asia's painting. Oh, okay. So basically, if you, if you see the Asia's painting of Mobius, it's a, a strip with a twist. Whatever is inside becomes outside. So when you have in the Mobius set phone, whatever is inside your head, the audio is outside your head now. Ah, I like I like that tie-in, and it's also comforting to know that the people who are developing this technology, they're not just developing it to target a market, but they're saying we play these things or we're taking part in this, you know, venue of entertainment. And here's what we want to see in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, this, we are our first customers, right? I mean, I would, you know, um, and we also have a lot of fun creating these things because this this is not full mainstream yet, right? We are at least a few <laughs> years ahead of anybody else doing something like this. So it's interesting for, for us to create something new totally where we can say, hey, we have full head tracking on your headset. Works with like a sound card. So if you plug it in um, to your Mac or Windows, it will actually appear as an eight-channel sound card. Oh, okay. I I will have to play with that after. <laughs> so if you, I don't know. Have you? Do you use it? Do you create music or do you do anything? Um, I've done a little bit on Guitar Hero for like a minute, but nothing. No, you know, it's I'm in quarantine, so who knows? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The reason I mention it is if you plug it in, it actually appears as an eight-channel sound card. So if you use Pro Tools or Logic, it actually, you can route the music to different tracks. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what we developed for it for Universal, for the studios, right? So you plug it Mm -hmm. in, and it will appear as an eight-channel sound card. You don't need a driver or anything. 
it's like oh, wow. the pro tools will think of it as like a 7.1 speaker system so you don't need to do anything it just automatically works that way wow so it cuts out the middleman aspect of that yeah i mean because there is nothing you know the whole sound card is built into the headphone mm. um so one thing that really interested me in speaking with you is that I, I've never owned or like really used a more luxury version of headphones and I wouldn't know where to start in selecting a pair. So when you go to like a website or you go to a store and you talk to, you know, like the Best Buy geek or whatever, and they tell you all these specs, it kind of just goes over my head. Um, as a consumer, what should I be looking towards in, you know, in the product that I want? Because I do want something that's good quality. I just don't understand, you know, the tech language of it. Yeah. So, so um, in, uh, this is again a little bit subjective uh, opinion. But ideally, for in, in our philosophy is this. We don't want artificially boosted bass or artificially boosted treble because um, the sound engineers have put in, or the musicians have put in tons of effort to make it sound right. Mm -hmm. right. So what you want is ideally a headphone that would reproduce whatever their intention is, not color, you know, make it uh, more bass boosted or something. So one thing that we always strive for is extreme accuracy in our head. When I mean accuracy, you can measure it in different ways. One is the frequency response. So at various frequencies, you want it to produce a very linear response, meaning some headphones, for example, would basically boost the bass. Right, mm -hmm. so it would be very bass heavy. But the problem is, is you will miss out on all the details in the mid range and the high end because the bass is very bloated. Um, so ideally, what you want to, you want to look for is a headphone with very linear uh, frequency response. Linear has different mm -hmm. meanings in headphone world, but you know, in a, um, and, and what we have tuned the Mobius is to be a very linear response. Okay. And but, is that something that's measured? Yeah, we actually have dummy heads um, with artificial ears and stuff. I can send you a photograph after this. Um, basically, these have these are AE uh, AE standards that are available. Um, mm -hmm. sorry, um, um, yeah, these are standard based uh, dummy heads available with ear canals and ears and everything modeled. So we put them on these dummy heads and measure it. And um, a lot of people are doing research on this to figure out what exactly is the ideal uh, frequency response. Uh, basically, because everybody's ear is slightly different. Yeah. So, so your pin uh, concord is different. So the way the audio gets modified by, by your pin and conca and ear canal is different for every individual. So that is something that um, there's ton of research going on, but we know uh, more or less what is a ideal response. So this is, the Mobius is tuned to be very close to the um, mm -hmm. response. So the second thing is also, when you have a um, headphone that has a lot of signal processing, like the Mobius where you, when you turn your head, it produces different frequencies and stuff. The, um, 
what you want is some headphone that will not create a lot of distortion. So this is something that you can measure. You put a known signal input, you measure the output, and you take a difference between them and see what is the difference. Right? Mm -hmm. You don't want too much difference. You, whatever you put in is what you want to get out of it. So the lower the distortion, the better it is. Okay? Yeah. Um, and and uh, obviously you want also good comfortable headphones um, that fit your um, head that's not too heavy. So mm -hmm. these are the main things um, ideally. But in terms of uh, speaker technology, there are... Three, uh, four, three or four major speaker uh, technologies available. One is the typical cone speaker. This is similar to the, if you see the big speakers in stereo systems and stuff, you will see the cone speaker. Mm -hmm. So this okay, is the yeah. most common type of speaker where there is a voice coil and a magnetic field and the voice coil, you know, a moving coil, uh, and it moves a diaphragm. The problem with this type of uh, speakers is uh, some income designs, it cannot reproduce the entire frequency range. That's why in big speakers, you'll have a mid-range, a high-frequency tweeter, and a low-frequency woofer. You know, you will have three speakers. They, you know, so you can balance between them. Uh, in, you know, but also when you go into headphones and stuff, they will have breakup modes and stuff, but this is also very easy and cheap to manufacture. So 99% of the headphones that you see in the market have this type of speaker. The second type of speaker is uh, what we call the planar speaker. This is what we use in uh, Mobius. Instead of using a cone speaker, we use a very, very thin film. When I mean very thin film, this film is um, a few microns thick. To oh, wow. Idea, yeah, to give you an idea, normal average human hair is about 100 microns thick. Oh, wow. Okay. So we take this thin film. Um, the, we, we actually make a cast our own film um, here. Um, so we take our film, then we coat it with a very thin layer of aluminum. And then we etch the aluminum to create the circuit. So, and then this film with the circuit, with the circuit across the whole surface is suspended in a magnetic field. The advantage of this type of speaker is it has very low distortion and very high quality. But mm -hmm. making it is also more expensive on an order of magnitude more than cone speakers. So um, this is one of the reasons that typically planar speakers have been more expensive and also they used to be very heavy. So we created new patented types of magnets and thin film to reduce the weight and make it more efficient and make it uh, put into a headphone. So this is one of the reasons these headphones sound way better than your typical phone speakers. There's also even more exotic type of speakers with electrostatic principle, but for those you need special amplifiers and stuff. So the advantage of the planar speaker is you can plug it into your regular um, iPhone or anything and make it work. You don't need anything special, but it still gives you the very high sound quality. I wouldn't have thought that something as, you know, small and delicate as, you know, a film would be able to do something, you know, as advanced as you're saying. Like, that, that just blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to ribbon speakers. If you look at speak, uh, sorry, ribbon microphones. If you look at microphones, it's the same thing working backwards, right? So you mm -hmm. have a very thin film on ribbon speakers. 
when you speak, it moves the film, and that produces the electrical signal. Mm. So, on the thinner of the film, the more accurate it is, because it lighter it is. So it's easy, you know, it moves faster. And is this is this technology something that's been around for a while, or has it kind of been something newer in the industry that is becoming more prevalent? So, um, the the technology of planar magnetic itself is quite old. The first patent, I believe, was in the 1920s. Oh, wow. But the problem uh, was always to figuring out how to make this film thinner consistently, how to make this in a cost-effective manner. So, um, you know, there have been other manufacturers, um, even in the 70s and stuff, with Yamaha trying to make planar drivers and planar headphones. But the problem was always how do you, you know, the films were thicker and stuff. So when we came in and started Odyssey, the, um, there was a small, uh, the material science, um, a new type of materials had been, um, you know, that uh, we had new type, access to new type of materials and stuff. And one of our co-founders was designing thin film for um, uh, space applications, for solar sails and stuff. So, but this was extremely thin film that was made for miles long, to be long and you know strong. So we adapted that technology to make this. So um, that was one thing that enabled us. The second thing also was we created new type of magnets that allow us to double the efficiency than typical neodymium strong magnets. So this allowed mm. us to these headphones to be able to be driven by a small um, mobile phone or something. You don't need any special amplifiers. Yeah. So a combination of things uh, allow us to do these things in a much more efficient way. No. That's really, it's, it's interesting to see the way that kind of technology, you know, it comes off of being like something super expensive and then eventually through, you know, years of innovation and kind of having uh, other technology develop around it to kind of move forward in the same sense. Um, that kind of reminds me of like the 3D mode that the headphones have, which I've gotten, I think I set that up like last night. And when I, you know, so the 3D mode, I'm going to give like the, the very layman's version explanation, or at least what I understand of it is you set the headphones, um, which are face, you know, forward. And when you have the 3D mode on, if you turn your head to like the left or the right, you get the, the difference. It, you feel a difference in the sound as if like there was a speaker in front of you, or if you're like at a concert, the way the, the sound hits you is, it's like you're in a room with a speaker. Right. So, so, yeah. <laughs> that's probably yeah, the worst explanation. So, 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 so I sent you the software for that also. So you can fine tune it to your head size and stuff. But you need a PC or a Mac to do that. Um, okay. Um, but basically, there are three pieces of it. Uh, we actually worked with a company in Israel called Waves who uh, developed this uh, 3D algorithm. So what it does is it does three different things. So the first thing it does is it does, if you have multi-channel 
audio it tries to put speaker emulation so you can it tricks your brain to thinking there are speakers outside your head mhm okay. wow and sound okay. is coming from them that's the first one the second one is actually there is a full room emulation so the way our brain perceives uh, audio is let's say there is a speaker to the left of you uh, in front left of you at 30 degrees the left ear gets the audio first and then a few um with a small time delay it reaches the right ear but there's also a small level difference it's a little bit louder on the left than the right our brain uses these interaural time difference and interaural level difference to figure out which direction the sound is coming from this is very similar to binocular vision right you have two eyes perceive the image slightly differently and that's how you perceive depth yeah right so this is how our brain figures out where the sound is coming from on um, um also in addition to it the brain also figures out how it comes through the reflections of sound uh from the walls and stuff that's how when you are in a big room or a small room even if your eyes are closed you can still perceive whether you are in a big room or a small room right mm-hmm. and, uh, so so um this also there is also one more thing that's very important when you if you are in a room with no reflections like an anechoic chamber where there is foam everywhere that absorbs everything there is no reflections on the walls and there is no visual reference as well if if we blindfold you and put sound in front of you your brain cannot tell whether the sound is coming from the front or from the back mm-hmm. okay. so yeah. this is because we are, our brain uses reflections and other things but there is also one more thing that actually helps the brain figure out what where sound is coming from that's head movements right it's not mm-hmm. the full turning of your head but your head is always slightly moving right we call it micro movements because if you even if you try to i sent you some software if you put your head you will see how much your head moves even when you're trying to remain still right and the brain so so let's say sound is coming from your front left but you you have no reference and you cannot figure it out the moment you turn your head slightly you will be able to perceive it's from the front not from the back the head movements help you figure out also positioning you can even see this in dogs for example if sound comes from a particular direction the dogs will move their ears in a very um their their ears will perk up and move okay and um, mm-hmm. so so this is one of the reasons we put head tracking because you when you put, the moment you put head tracking the illusion of outside your head audio becomes very strong if you turn it off you can turn it off in the mobius for example you will see that the imaging where the 3d imaging is not as big anymore hmm okay so so there is yeah. a lot of psychoacoustics and signal processing on which this is based what was uh, sorry you cut off a little bit what was that so there's a lot of psychoacoustics and signal processing on based on that that forms the basis of this technology mm. now do you work with um i guess it would be in the field of neurology about the 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 head movement 
No, it's actually acoustics. Uh, this is uh, this is a very well known phenomenon. It's not anything that's unknown at this point, right? At least mm-hmm. the first, you know, I mean, there are some new things we are learning in neuro- neurology and stuff. But the primary things, the room emulation, under creating reflections, the head movements, and the signal processing to position it with the interaural delays. Uh, these things are fairly known. Um, techniques in the audio industry, meaning whether it's implemented in the headphone or not is a different thing, but the, the chipsets and the processing is becoming cheaper so that we can do this. But this, um, these are very well-known psychoacoustic phenomena. There's a lot tons of research since binaural audio and ambisonics from the 70s and stuff uh, based on, you know, and the waves themselves who created this technology have been a pioneer in this field. For a long time. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I recognized, you know, that it was happening. I just never had, you know, the, I guess, the awareness that it was an actual occurrence. You know, it's something that happens to you every second of every day, but you just don't have the words to put to it. I mean, it's just that it's it's uh, our brain, the way our brain figures these things out is amazing. It's uh, you know, it's um, very interesting um, area. Hmm. Now, is there anything else about these headphones that are specifically designed for gamers? Um. But, yeah. Yeah, so there is one more thing. I sent you a software, uh, actually. Mm-hmm. You install it. So one yeah, I thought you might have that. Yeah, if you install it on Windows, especially, um, what we found out was, let's say you are playing PUBG or something. I'm just making this game, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's say you are hiding behind a pillar, okay? And you need to peek mm-hmm. around the pillar to shoot at somebody. Typically, you would use the Q or the E key, right? Q and D for lean left yeah. and lean right. So what we did was in this headphone was we figured out we already know your head movements. What if we actually can map your movement of the head to the keyboard command to trigger a keyboard uh, shortcut? So if you tilt your head slightly to the left, if you tilt your head, if you're playing PUBG, for example, and you map the software, it's very easy. You just enable it. If you tilt your head slightly, you can peek left or peek right. Okay. Oh, wow. Usually, yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a fun little uh, algorithm um, that we implemented. But what <laughs> happened, you know, but what happened after that was, you know, we, this is one of those things, right? You're like a small, very nerdy company. Somebody comes, you know, we tell, oh, this is an awesome idea, and somebody implements it in two days, right, just to prove of mm-hmm. So we implemented it, and then what happened was very interesting. We put it out there, and one of our customers actually wrote to us. He's in the Riverside. I don't know where. Where do you live? Do you live in LA or? No, I'm in New York. Oh, New York. Okay. So there is a suburb of LA called Riverside, and in Riverside, um, there is this guy who mailed us and said, "I have your headphones, but I'm paraplegic." Would it be possible for you to make this feature programmable so I can program it to do other things? We are like, okay, this seems interesting. So we made a version for him, and that's actually in the version now we ship for everybody. 
Oh, wow. You can program any keyboard command to anything. For example, let's say you tilt your head left. You can peek left or you can do a, you can nod your head and reload your gun, for example. Or um, you can, for example, for that particular guy, he nods his head and it actually sends a press and hold key. So you can also do press key, you know, like a single press or a press and hold. So he wants to, for example, let's say you're playing a game like um, an exploring game, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, so you want your like Halo or... Or, or even um, the game he was playing was um, that uh, Ninja Theory game. What was it? Hell's Blade. Hell's Blade. Okay. okay. So, so uh, you nod your head and you want to walk in a particular direction. You can just do a press and hold of W. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So you nod your head again and release it. And this software is free with every, you know, you just have to install the software. It works for everybody. But then we found out people use it for reloading their gun. I did not I did not even know that people actually <laughs> use, <laughs> I did not even know people had foot pedals for some of these games to reload. Oh, my gosh. So we, we made this available for everybody. It's free on the Odyssey HQ app. Um, then we also did a couple of small things. Let's say you're playing a first-person shooter or a different game. You want to hear the footsteps better. So you can mm-hmm. go in and say, enhance my footsteps. So there is a in the software, you can change these things. Oh, see, that's oh. one of my favorite things, too. I love the sound of footsteps in a game. Yeah, so you can enhance the footsteps or you can enhance the bullet sounds or uh, you can, there's even a mode for music. So it's a little bit more relaxing, not um, those kind of things are already in the headphone. There's also for professionals, there's also a mode called completely neutral. So they can mix Mm -hmm. it. Um, Yeah, so there's a bunch of these things. Uh, You can also, because the 3D sound is very different for every person based on your head size and shape and stuff. So in the software, you can measure your head size and input in, and it will actually fine-tune the algorithm for you. And all this information is actually saved in the headphone. So if you take the headphone and go to your Nintendo Switch, the settings go with the headphone. Oh, I that is really cool. And I feel like that I'll go down, like, the rabbit hole of, like, tinkering with different settings yeah. to see how they work. Yeah, so the one thing that you can actually try that's a lot of fun is the, you know, I told you there is a room emulation algorithm in it. You can change the room size. So you can go from a very small room to a very big room. It's called the room size, I think, in the software. Mm -hmm. I forgot what it is called. One second, I'll look at the software. Uh, It's called room ambience. And then you can see how it will sound in an extremely big room to an extremely small room. And it's actually head tracking information back to the headphone. So you can see all your head movements and everything in the software. That's really awesome. This this is, like, I'm still excited about these, but now this is, like, it opens up, you know, the box of possibility. And who doesn't love a toy box? (laughs) Yeah, and and that's, you know, so I changed the room ambience to be, for gaming, I put it a little lower because I don't want too much reverbs and too much echo. Mm-hmm. But if I'm watching Game of Thrones, so usual settings for me is 27 for gaming, but about 40 or 42 for my movies. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty big difference. 
Yeah, but you can go up to 100. It sounds like you are in like a big cave or something. Oh, okay. So what yeah, are your favorite What are your favorite games to play uh, uh while using the headset? I'm, I'm not really good at games. <laughs> so I get to, uh you know, so I also my eye hand coordination is not very good. Um so <laughs> I mostly use this for movie watching. Okay, yeah. I was I was going to say like I've definitely Oh no, I definitely could see like that the 3D mode being like perfect for cinema and just being able to control uh different settings really like making everything pop to yeah. artistic standards. So, you know, my favorite thing was uh, I used to travel quite a bit. Not anymore though, mm-hmm. but uh, and I used to travel <laughs> it was I would take my surface tablet uh netflix and download a few movies for the trip and then mm-hmm. i can watch you know i i think i watched once uh, game of thrones like the one, one whole year uh one whole season one whole season <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow i'm i'm definitely excited to see these you know push these to the limit um you've definitely like covered every aspect as I as a gamer would want in a headphones especially because I'll watch like the e-gaming and you see the gamers they all have like these very flashy LED lights and everything I'm like I want something you know more discreet kind of like uh I don't want to say seductive but that's kind of the feel I get from these mm-hmm. um but it's just it feels like the very sensation of having them on is super calming and I feel more focused with them Yeah I mean it the once you get into that good quality audio it's also hard to go back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I was like how how have I never put something like this on my head and yeah I, it's it's unreally different it made within seconds of having it on. Yeah there is actually a guy I there's a YouTube review um you know um I don't know who this person is but it was very interesting. he posted he and his friend would go on um the i think overwatch or something i forgot which game it was mm-hmm. uh, and all he would do, yeah it was um um it, it, what he would do is he would just walk and he would his friend would tell him how early he could hear it with this headphone compared to another headphone oh okay yeah so it it's so really, it definitely uh, gave him the edge Yeah. I mean I I I mean the the headphones are fairly accurate. Yeah, as I said, people use it every day for um uh, I'll send you the review as well. Um mm-hmm. uh, but people use this for they, they use it for critical listening, mastering and mixing. So it's a very clean um you know and probably one of the most linear headphones. Yeah, I I I got to agree so far everything I've put it to the test has been enjoyable. It's only amplified not to be make a pun, but it's only amplified the experience. Yep. Um so I want to thank you for your time. This was so enlightening and uh we can find audios online. You're on 
you know, you have the website and you have social media, uh, mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, it's just Audis, right? Odyssey, yeah. We call it All Odyssey. Right, like, or, like, those Odyssey. Are <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but, but anything you need, either from me or from um, um, Ari, let me know. Uh, we are happy to. Oh, um, perfect. And we are in LA, so if you ever are in LA, you can come by. You can see how we make our headphones here. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> I mean, if you I want to go everywhere. Yeah, once we can travel. <laughs> yeah. um, All right, thank you so much. Yeah, we are in Orange County, a little bit south. Okay. Thank oh, you so much. nice. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye.